Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we take a look at Disney World's very merriest Christmas after-hours party and talk about whether it's worth the cost. You can find old episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate your positive reviews. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out on Patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered, where you'll receive bonus content, or you can also support the podcast at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent. Get started today by emailing josephchung at travelmation.net. If you have any questions for the podcast, connect with us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at WWDeciphered on Twitter, or on our Facebook and Instagram pages, Disney Deciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone in America who is celebrating this week. And since Thanksgiving is here, that means it's time to think about the holidays and to think about Christmas. What better way to celebrate the holidays than to talk about Disney's very merriest Christmas after hours party. I still have to think very clearly every time I say the party name. But I got to visit the party while I was at Disney World a couple of weeks ago. And so we uh, just want to talk about it a little bit. Before we get to that, I know that Very Merriest Nights started at Disneyland and that was a big hit. So do you want to brag a little about Disneyland before we get to Disney World? Well, I didn't go, so I guess I don't get to brag that much, but I had a lot of friends and and uh, people I know who were there at the opening night at Disneyland, and it looks like it was a hit. And Disneyland has never had a Christmas party, so this is the first year that you know it's happening on both coasts, so that's kind of exciting. And, and this is only happening for five nights at Disneyland, so this is really just a test run to see whether the logistics work, whether the parties sell out, et cetera, et cetera. And, and they sold out immediately. I mean, Disney World still is isn't sold out but Disneyland's merriest nights that's been sold out for weeks and weeks and weeks so I think it's going to be coming back in 2022 for sure because it's been a hit but party reviews are quite good the starring attraction is caroling muppets on one of the main street vehicles going down main street usa i mean the muppets are having quite the renaissance and a lot of fans are finally getting their due and i mean you and i love muppets too but that that is really honestly i have to say the only thing that i'm really sad about not going to disneyland for the opening of the holidays is is seeing the muppets caroling bring back great moments in american history you cowards okay we need the muppets back at disney world yeah, for sure. But so, yeah, big hit. And maybe maybe they'll bring it to, to Florida since it was such a hit. A fan can dream. But uh, we're not here to talk about Disneyland. We're here to talk about Disney World. So what we're going to do is I'm going to talk a little bit about my experience about the party. And then it cost me $180 in November to go. That's including tax. If you're going in December, which would be after this episode airs, most likely, you're starting at 
$220, I think, right off the bat. So this is a very expensive party. So I'm going to talk a little bit about how the party was, and then I'll talk about reasons I think it is worth the money and reasons why you know maybe you might think it's not worth the money. But let's talk about the details of the party first. Leslie, why don't you hit us up with those details? All right. So the party is four hours long. You get four hours of exclusive theme park time, but you also get two hours of mix-in time, time where you get to go into the park before the party officially starts and other guests who have regular tickets will still be there. Party goes from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. and you get to get in as early as 7. So the party includes things like exclusive character Distanced meet and greets and sightings, includes fireworks, a parade, yay, parades are back, uh, snacks are included, and then of course holiday music and snow and all of the, the fun, glorious lights and, and sounds. So sounds like a good time, Joe. I want to hear more about it. What'd you think? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So like I talked about last episode, I had already been in Magic Kingdom starting at like 3 p.m. because I was doing all my Genie Plus shenanigans and experiments Um, which was a lot of fun. So I had already been in the park for all that time. I ended up picking up my party wristband at the Liberty Square ticket booth, which is kind of doubles as a guest services, but uh, not guest services. It doubles as a guest experience team. Like they help you. Like a lot of people were in there needing help with their Genie Plus when I was there. So I got my wristband then, um, and then I watched Enchantment at 8 p.m. And then after Disney Enchantment at 8 p.m., they started checking everyone's wristbands, kicking everyone out of the park who wasn't there for the party. You know, from that point on, my goal was just kind of to experience the party and see what there was to do. If there was a short line for an attraction that I hadn't been on that day, I planned to go to it. But I really want to see just kind of what was going on with the party. I want to watch the full parade. There is no full parade at Disney World right now. So this is the only chance you can get for a full parade. I wanted to check out the snacks because it's an after hours party. I was like very zeroed in on eating the popcorn. I had eaten too much at Steakhouse 71 earlier that day. And I had already decided that my dinner was just going to be free quote unquote popcorn um, at the party. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to enjoy the overall party atmosphere. So what I kind of ended up doing was I just walked around the park for most of the party. And if there was an attraction with a short line, I would go into it. I said hello to a bunch of the characters. So I saw Tweedledee and Tweedledum. The Winnie the Pooh characters were saying hello on the balcony of Crystal Crystal Palace. I found a spot to check out the parade in Liberty Square. And yeah, I just kind of just experienced everything that there was. Oh, there's also a show that happens on the stage of the castle. And so I watched that as well. Yeah, that's kind of just what I did for the entire night. I started things off by riding Astro Orbiters and Space Mountain and just kind of went from there and enjoyed myself. It was a really great time. Now, Joe, I can't remember. Had you been to the previous Christmas party that wasn't the after hours, but was the full scale Christmas party? Yeah, I did go in 2019. I would say compared to that, you know, I think things that people are going to be interested in hearing is crowd wise. It was probably a little more crowded than I would have wanted it, but it was definitely less crowded than Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party from 2019. There was definitely less people. There were definitely shorter lines for the attractions. There was, again, the free popcorn, which I'm not going to stop talking about. Um, wait till Disney do's and don'ts. Overall, like the vibe was the same, but because there were less people, people were just enjoying themselves more. I think there's something about like when you're not being as kind of crammed elbow to elbow, not as much jostling. There's only one showing of the fireworks, which means everyone who was 
at the park, like the majority of them went to the fireworks, but I got a great spot for the fireworks. I rolled up like 30 seconds before the fireworks started and I got a great spot to watch them. And so just overall, everything's like a lot more chill because there's less people there because they've capacity limited it and they're charging you $200. So it sounds like you really thought that the night was worth it. Definitely understand the, the vibe in the lower crowds and me feeling much more like an after hours event than necessarily the parties of old uh, used to feel like. So any other things in your mind that, that made it worthwhile? The way I kind of think about it is if I'm dropping minimum $180 times however many people are in my family up to like $260 is where it maxes out. Why is this going to be worth the money? And I got to say, you know, like the kids say, the party really was a vibe. There's Christmas music playing throughout the park. Obviously, you have to be a big fan of the holidays, the Christmas holidays to appreciate that. But one thing like I love is like when you go between, you know, I just kind of walked in circles. I mean, this is one of the reasons why I killed my Fitbit over this course of this trip, because I was just like doing loops around the Magic Kingdom. But as you go from land to land, the music changes, but it's still holiday music. So in Frontierland, it's like kind of country-ish Christmas music, but then other parts of the park like on Main Street, it's just like regular Christmas music. In Tomorrowland, it's a little bit futury, you know, a little more techno. And so, you know, I really like that. It's not the same music playing throughout the park, but there's lots of Christmas music playing. And like I said, like everyone is just happy. They're having a great time. They're drinking their hot cocoa, which you can get as part of the party along with a snickerdoodle. And I got to say this again, because there were less people, I just really feel like there was a lot more positive energy. People were just happy to be there. And I wasn't there on a day, you know, I was there the first week that the party started, but I wasn't there on opening night, which means everyone who was there was pretty much normal people, quote unquote. I guess I'm not normal because I was there by myself. But overall, I think it was really great. And, you know, people were like, going on rides multiple times. You know, one thing, you know, we talked about Genie Plus last episode, but one thing about Genie Plus is even for rides like Under the Sea, Little Mermaid, or Winnie the Pooh, you can't go on multiple times using Genie Plus. You know, you can't get multiple landing lanes for them. Well, at this party, if I had been there with my kids, my four-year-old loves the Little Mermaid ride. We could have ridden that like six times in a row. I guess you could do that at the end of the day normally. But Winnie the Pooh, there's a short line there that, that you can't do normally on a Magic Kingdom day. So definitely repeatability for those rides makes good sense. All right. Anything else that you thought made it worth your nearly $200? Now let's go in order from worst to best entertainment, even though I enjoyed all of it. First, there's the show, which the show is just kind of an excuse to sing and dance to different Christmas songs ostensibly I think Mickey and Minnie are having people over their house and like every guest that comes in sings a new song but there's a lot of positive energy there's a lot of cool choreography in fact at some point it was like drizzling so I think they couldn't do the normal dancing and so they kind of operated in B mode where they were just caroling but still a lot of just fun to be had watching that show I know my kids would really love that show in fact I think the best thing I can say about the party is when I got home, I immediately asked my wife if I could take the kids next year to the party. So the castle show is great. And then the parade is great as well. It was great to see a full parade. I, I know some people got really emotional seeing a full parade. I didn't get emotional seeing the full parade, but the choreography and the dancing and watching the parade go by and ending it with Santa Claus, it's just a lot of fun. I was able to just stand a little bit further back and see everything I wanted. I, I realized that you really only need to get out of the front if you're like trying to take pictures. And so I didn't prioritize that. And so I was just kind of leaning on a railing and just enjoying it. And so the parade was a lot. And then the real showstopper is the fireworks. 
I enjoyed Disney Enchantment, but I got to say about the Minnie's Christmas time fireworks. First of all, I got to stand in the area where you would stand for the dessert party, which you have to pay a lot of money to do. But since it was the after hours party, there was a lot less people. So it was easy to stand there. So got a great view. And I was standing next to some people who it seemed like it was like their first time at Disney World or something like that. And you know, we watched the fireworks and there was a lot of oohs and ahs. And at the end of the fireworks, the people standing next to me were like, wow, that was better than the 8 p.m. one. And like I said, I enjoyed Enchantment, but I got to agree the Minis Christmas time fireworks definitely blew that out of the water. It was just a much better show, much more cohesive and really enjoyed it and uh, thought it was a great premium entertainment offering at the party. That sounds amazing. So, Joe, I know that you did the party on a day where you had already been going all day long, but most folks aren't going to be doing it that way. A lot of people take the day off and then go to the party at night, saves you a day of park ticket, especially on a short trip where adding an extra day to your park ticket might be approaching $100 for that extra park day. This is a great way to sort of not add too much to your overall cost of your trip and then get in something different if you're looking to to mix it up. So I know this is, isn't exactly the way that you did it, but I, I could see doing it that way myself. What do you think? Yeah, I think if you're on a short trip, there's a lot of value in doing this and say a one park day ticket instead of buying a two park day ticket. I was thinking about it and, you know, this is kind of like a premium entertainment event if you think about buying tickets for a broadway show like hamilton or something they're going to run you 200 240 dollars or something like that on broadway and hamilton is just a two-hour show whereas the christmas party you can get up to six hours of entertainment you know four hours where it's just exclusively you for the party and I, i do think it's premium entertainment like i said with the fireworks it was a great show I would even say that on a short trip, you kind of don't want to be in the parks for the whole day before the party because you want to maximize your party time. You want to stay out until midnight or 1 a.m. or whatever. And if you're in the parks all day like I was, you will be exhausted by the time you get to the party and you kind of want to maximize that premium that you've paid. So definitely on a short trip, I think you can get away with substituting the party for a day in the parks. Yeah, that's right. Not everybody does the forced march of happiness, but I'm glad you at least did that to yourself for research's sake. So sounds like a lot of positives overall, but of course, I'm sure there are some some negatives, some things that made it not worth the money. So let's talk about those. Anything that sort of was in the, the con column for you? I wouldn't say it was con, but I would say like, what is kind of like not worth the money. Like if you're thinking about the amount of money that you're spending, the free snacks quote unquote, they're fine, but please don't go to one of these holiday parties for that. The snickerdoodles, they are perfectly servable cookies. The popcorn is just the regular popcorn that you can get every day. I mean, I made a joke that, you know, I got two popcorns and a Diet Coke. If I bought like 10 more of those, I would make up my party uh, costs. But, you know, that's really not what you're going there for. It's a kind of nice to have thing. And it would feel like a little bit lesser if i You didn't have those at the party, but that is not a reason to go. Like, it doesn't make it worth the money at all. I think another thing that makes it not worth the money is you kind of wish that this party could be experienced by kids, but kids have an early bedtime, so it's late. Like, it feels like this party is more for adults. If you think your kids aren't going to make it past 11 o'clock, you really need to make a decision whether just two hours. I mean, you know, if you make it past 1115, you get to watch the fireworks. 
but you got to decide you know, whether it's worth it for your kids, which is why I don't think even a year or two ago, I would have pushed my wife to let me take the kids. But now I know at the very least, my oldest, you know, she can last till midnight and that makes it a lot more worth it. You also got to throw in, right? Like if you keep your kids out very late on one day at Disney, it might have cascading effects for the rest of the trip if you're on a long trip, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we saw this myself when we were at Disneyland for Oogie Boogie Bash, and that's an earlier party that starts at six and goes till 11. And, and my eight-year-old couldn't make it <laughs> until eh, much past about 930. So I mean, definitely for me, this wouldn't make sense for my younger child and my older child. She stays up till, you know, goodness knows, like 2am now that she's full-blown tween but uh yeah you do have to really think about this but we we did experience that you know we we had the party we didn't go in to the parks in the morning slept in took a pool day then went into the party stayed up late but it wrecked our next morning and we couldn't rope drop and it was a busy day and we were behind the eight ball and we really couldn't get in any rides that day so it really did kind of have a cascading effect of of affecting our entire trip so you do have to think about this especially if you're going to be going to one of these parties during a busier crowd time i guess now genie plus does make it possible for you to sleep in and and hack your way around into getting some attractions later but it just might make your kid a complete (laughs) wreck and of course you know like for me i'm always dealing with time changes too on top of this you know coming from california So really take a hard look at how old your kids are and how far you can push them with late nights. Yeah, and I think the flip side to this feeling more worth it if you're on a short trip is if you're on a long trip, the marginal cost of adding days to your longer trip is very low. It's like $20 a day. So even if you drop a day, you're saving $20 to spend $180 minimum on this party. It just doesn't feel... As valuable. So, like if you're on a long trip, I think you think about about the party as really just a premium add on cost. And maybe, you know, you don't get Genie Plus a couple days to make the budget work out or whatever, but I feel like the value you get from another day in the park for only $20 might not be worth spending $180 to get into this party. At that point, I think it really depends how much you love the holidays, how much you want this extra special experience. And it might not be worth it for some people. Yeah, exactly, Joe. Well said. All right, Joe, we're keeping this one short and sweet since last week's was so long with Genie Plus. So let's close it out with our traditional Disney do or don't. What do you have for us? Okay, this is quite possibly the most inane Disney do or don't I've ever come up with. But to me, it's very important. Like I said, I was very fixated on the included popcorn. There are two types of popcorn you can get. There are these popcorn boxes that look like old school popcorn from old school movie theaters and stuff like that. You know what I'm talking about with the red stripes? Yeah, for sure. Do not get those popcorns, okay? Because those are the popcorns they pack earlier in the day and then they close up the box and they have it ready to go for you. So that popcorn is old. What you want is you want to get the popcorn in the open containers, like the ones that they would give it to you, like, or you can actually see them pouring it in fresh. That's the hot popcorn that you want. So don't waste your popcorn calories on old, cold popcorn. That is my Disney don't. Super important for maybe seven listeners. And that's right. Popcorn hacking. <laughs> I love it. But you know, it's, I mean, it's not even you... hacking. It's not even hacking. It's just, you know, I got two of the boxes, the closed boxes, and I ate them both. But I was like, man, I really wasted it because like, you know, it was cold and like a little bit stale. I need I need the fresh popcorn. I should have I should have waited. Yeah, especially when you're making it your dinner for the night. Understood. Understood. Important tip. 
Yeah. Oh, actually, kind of related to that, the popcorn lines, I guess, like right at 9 p.m. is when they open up and the popcorn lines get super long. The popcorn and soda lines are super long. They're actually very efficient about it. Leslie, while you're waiting in line, they walk by with the complimentary Mickey bars and they let you get them. And then eventually they start walking by with popcorn and they give it to you. You only really need to wait in line for the soda. But if you kind of just wait out that first 30, 40 minutes, you know, there's not that long of a line at the popcorn stand. You can get all the popcorn you want. So maybe eat a little bit for dinner before you start your true dinner for the night popcorn at like 10 p.m. or something like that. All right. Well, (laughs) why did you say great tip, Leslie? That was a great tip. Come on. (laughs) <laughs> I think we need to dr- we need a drinking game for this episode. How many times did tr- did Joe say popcorn? Yeah, yeah, you'd be under the table already. All right, that's enough for popcorn talk 101. If you've been to Disney very merriest after hours Christmas party, Christmas after hours party, see, I still have trouble with that. Let us know in the comments. Let us know if you enjoyed them. Email us DisneyDecipher at gmail.com or follow us on social media at www.decipher on Twitter, DisneyDecipher on Instagram and Facebook. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the party. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Other than that, Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. And I will see you using these popcorn tips because you know they're important. Thanks, Joe. Thank you.